Thank you for listening to Men Talk Women. You could have been listening to like a thousand other podcasts, but you came to this one. Thank you so much. If you haven't already, make sure you go subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, and some other ones. I just can't remember them. Wherever you get your podcast, give us a review and a nice eight, like nine, ten star. I don't know how high they go. I just know whatever the highest is, like give us that one. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Dope. And go to reallydopepodcast.com to hear extra audio from this podcast. If you want to leave some extra feedback, you can do that. You can send us a comment or you can make a suggestion about what we should talk about next. Again, that's reallydopepodcast.com. Like, where did you get your um, knowledge or your teaching or your you know, advice about women? Oh, man. Uh Some very unreliable sources. (laughs) All right, so the first question we always started off with, what is your relationship status? Can we cover, do we have ground rules or anything like that? No. Okay. I just want to make sure. I don't know. I don't know what the audience is. No ground Ste- rules. Stephanie was like, make sure to ask him what you can say. <laughs> you can say whatever it is you want to say, whatever okay. your experience is. Like, go for it. I'm married. Married. I'm married. Um, how long have you been married? Um, coming up on three years together, five. I don't know why I thought it was longer. Uh, we were both married for a long time before. Okay, long time before. Three years together. Or five years together, three years married. Five years together, sorry. Three years married. Um, and this is marriage number two. Yeah. Um, and how long were you married the first time? Uh, about nine years. Nine years. Yeah. Okay. And why didn't the first time work out? Um, I never trust people that, that throw shade or cast blame on one party. You know? Okay. Like, it would be easy to say that uh, she wasn't cool person and it right. just didn't work out but we both came into the marriage very broken okay lots of undealt trauma um that and immaturities and undeveloped personalities you know yeah um make for a really caustic toxic uh environment mm-hmm. um couple that with uh a little bit of a, a devious way to to have a baby with somebody okay and then um, that throws in a lot of bitterness. And then all of those things combined to make for uh, an ugly yeah. an ugly thing, a, a, not, a not fun way to uh, live life with a person. And did you, did, did, the, did it take the whole nine years to realize that or it was, I, I knew it halfway and then we tried to work on it the next half or what? We spent five years in marriage counseling. Okay. Um, to one degree or another. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like at least three or four with like a license. We we tried the Christian route at first and I was like, oh, this is not, <laughs> no thank you. Right. Um, and so uh, the impetus was on me to find the help, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, 
and, and that's cool. And it was my saving grace because it introduced me to my own counseling. Mm -hmm. And like, I am a huge believer. I don't know if I'd be here if I hadn't found that resource. So in that, it was a, it was my saving grace. Yeah. Figuring, going to counseling and, and seeing what it meant and taking the shame away from that. Um, but yeah, so we, we spent we spent five years in counseling, and so it was it was pretty obvious fairly early on that like oh uh, we know each other, but we don't know each other. Mm. We don't know what's behind us, yeah. what we brought into this. Okay. Um, and so the question was, why didn't it work? Um, no, you answered it. No, no, it, 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 you, you did. <clears throat> um, okay, two things. The first thing you said, um, or one of the things you said, was y your the sh mm, the shame. There was sh was there shame going to counseling? Like you thought, oh, this isn't something we should have to do. Um, I mean, just timing wise, okay. you would think that like, oh, we've been married a year, like we should not be needing to go to counseling uh, but that was just a lack of foundation work mm -hmm. you know like it's like building a house without the plans yeah, yeah. and you're like oh shit <laughs> like there's air coming in everywhere yeah. and like this is not good and so there's there's a shame in like oh I can't believe we need marriage counseling uh, a year in and, yeah. and I think just in our culture in general like anytime you admit that you need help mm -hmm. there's gonna be some kind of we talked about fear like yeah. there's a fear in admitting you need help and, yeah uh, so it was it was a really good opportunity to get over myself and mm. my uh, inability to ask for help. Yeah, yeah. I th I think I I've thought about this before recently. That mar it seems like with marriage there is a huge um, responsibility or there's a there's this huge weight to be a hundred percent okay mm -hmm. all the time, mm -hmm. or at the very least, show you. that you're okay. Um, even you know when you're not like like you can't go through up, ups and downs. And if you do, um, a there's something wrong, or maybe you guys aren't supposed to be together or whatever. Um, as if as if there's something wrong with that. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong with the fact that ah we're just. Um, you know, in two different places right now, or we're just, you know, they're getting on my nerves a little bit right now, or I'm frustrated with them, or, or whatever. Um, and in my own, you know, relationship, I've been, it'll be 12 years in May. So, what I, uh, one of the things I can say now is, it, we haven't been a hundred percent, you know, okay, you know, all the time, and it's not like bad. It doesn't mean that we want to not be together or we want to get divorced or anything like that. It's just like ah, we're just not connected for yeah. whatever reason. Um, it could be high stress at work, or it could be high stress, you know, um, individually with whatever you know we're going on, whatever is going on with us, you know, individually. Um, so that makes me think about when you said you were very young when you got married, how old were you the first time? Uh, 23, maybe 25. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, that was around the time yeah. when I got married. So so you don't think that was, you were too young, you just think that's more, you were more too immature? immature. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, the young, the young thing is 
uh, a bit too broad, mm -hmm. um, a bit a bit undeveloped and immature for sure. Yeah, um, not having not having delved into my own crap, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, um, some people get to deal with that early on. Some people it pops up at forty and yeah. their lives fall apart. Yeah, um, yeah, and so it just depends on. So who, before that time, 25 and, mm -hmm. and you know, younger, like where did you get your um, knowledge or your teaching or your, you know, advice about women? Oh, man. Uh, some very unreliable sources. <laughs> um, I never, I always related more to women. Okay. Um, I had girl cousins I was raised with. Um, my dad wasn't like sports macho dude he was like a, a car guy and that was usually done in some amount of solidarity mm. um, and so uh, my sources were my idea of women was definitely uh, whatever culture brought to the table whatever my parents marriage in all of its glory air quotes <laughs> and um, and then uh, maybe maybe worst of all the church that that's where you got the worst probably, knowledge probably, and information. Probably. Wow. Like in what way? Like what were they? Or what can you remember? Yeah. The church um, teaching or showing you. It's funny because I grew up in an extremely conservative church, and I feel like they. I don't remember them talking about men and women. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like there was just nothing, but then uh, as a teenager and especially a, an early teenager stepping into the world of non-denominational churches, mm -hmm. uh, which I call Baptist with no oversight. Okay. Um, I think that that's where a lot of like the the really subtle, nuanced language about women, um, mm. uh, you know, whether, whether it's to deal with equality between the sexes or sex itself, mm -hmm. um, started to it didn't set me up for success. Yeah. I know that much. Yeah. Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I, I think that about covers it. Yeah, I think I think that those are probably the, the primary influences as far as my developmental ideas about about women. I think when I think about my own upbringing, because um, I'm a Christian, I grew up. Um, we, for as long as I can remember, we, the churches that we went to weren't a denomination, mm -hmm. but that in itself was a denomination. Is it <laughs> either is a denomination or it's really closely related to Pentecostal? Yeah, yeah. Like very, you know, it's kind of almost the same. But in thinking about it. Um, there is a, if you talk about sex at all, mm -hmm. um, Ooh, it's shameful. It's always, it's always in the context of, you know, marriage, which I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, against or, you know, think that's bad. Um, it's a fantastic concept. It is, especially when you you don't talk about it or you don't talk about how to deal with life outside of marriage. You don't talk about um, if this is something that you want to do, you want to be, you know, a virgin or, or whatever until you're, you know, married. 
I believe there's a whole lot of practical information and knowledge that also should be brought into the conversation instead of just don't do it, you know, because there's... It's almost like prohibition doesn't work. <laughs> it's almost like asking for the guaranteed opposite reaction. Yeah. Don't, th don't think about the white bear. Yeah, it's, it's really... Because th this, this conversation, most of the time you introduce it um, just on a science level right at a time when you know, there's puberty and there's high, you know, hormones and all these things happening. So you don't tell us really how to navigate life, which a lot of times in, in my opinion, as far as church, that is a big deficit as far as just like how to navigate life, you know, in general. Uh, the church is criminally undereducating their youth as far as how to actually exist outside of their walls yeah. and it's creating a dichotomy in the youth that this is what this is a lot of times even where my heart is in the church mm -hmm. and I, I like this and I want this but then I know that outside of this um, it's it's dualism and, and this is holy and this is not holy yeah. and I don't yeah. believe in that um, and I think that I mean we're we're in an unsituation uh, uh, my thoughts are we're in an unfortunate scenario where, um, man, so much of history before this, when those hormones kicked in, culturally it was set up that like, all right, like you're probably going to get married at 13 or 14. Yeah. And like this, that's how it went. And now it's culturally, man, well into our 30s now. It's like, yeah. I think where the average first marriage is happening. And, um, you know, where the church struggles is, is the, you know, no sex before marriage. Um, which, as I get further into churches, I see that less and less and less at least shamed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I lose that, um, but not a not a quick like abstinence only teaching. You're a fool. You don't <laughs> love your kids. Like you are not setting it up in a realistic way, and so therefore, their first sexual experience will most likely be awful. And yeah. shameful, and with a lot of crying, a lot of regret, and might end up in a marriage out of guilt. Yeah, yeah, yes. I remember my plan was yes, wait till I'm married. Now it was less to do with you know because I want to be pure and and things like that. It was it more so had to do with I to me in a lot of ways have performance anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not good at this, and I know I'm, I'm not gonna be good at this. So that is what's keeping me away from having sex right off the bat when I was young, because she gonna laugh at me, I don't want all of that, you know, shame, and she gonna tell other people, like, I don't want that. That's so, heavy, dude. So let me not even get into this, because, you know, I ain't, I ain't practiced enough yet. So um, after that, then I was with, um, you know, my wife, at this time, she was my girlfriend. So we were together for two years. Mm -hmm. So two years, learning about somebody, getting close to somebody. Um, she had an apartment, so we would go and, and just hang out all the time. And I would come back a lot of times. It was kind of late. And my dad, he would say, hey, um, you can't come home that late, like mm -hmm. all the time. Now, did it have to do with safety? Maybe a little, but 
the majority of what he was talking about, even though he never said it was, if you stay over there too late, you're going to end up having sex. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you know, he, and he was trying to, what I feel like a lot of times the church should do is be more practical about, you know, what, everything that you're saying, kind of like what we're saying now, but he still never said it. Yeah. It was like, you can't keep coming home this late. Like you got to come home earlier than this. So boom, sooner or later she gets pregnant, right? So now I have all of these emotions, like one, all of the dreams that I have for myself, like they're done, they're in the toilet now. You can't do all these things with a kid, no. Then it was, I'm a statistic. Now I'm, I, you know, all of the statistics with African-Americans, like you get a, you know, a baby out of wedlock and the mm-hmm. family and all of these things, I'm dealing with, with that. Um, so now we have the decision to make as far as, are we getting married now? Mm-hmm. We haven't, at this point, we hadn't ex- explicitly said it. We had talked about it. Not a whole lot, but now it's like, so what are we going to do? It's like back burner too. (laughs) Yeah. Are we going to get married now? Um, I don't know. Like, we don't don't want to get married just because we have a baby, Mm -hmm. but... How do you how do you raise a kid separately? Like how do you the baby's gonna be with me and then he's gonna be with you or it's a baby so he needs to be with you for uh, you know a, lo- a long time at least I don't know how many months and then what I don't even live I don't even have my own place like we're over at your like what's gonna happen so then boom then we deal with that so then we go to Colleen to go tell her family. she's pregnant we got to go tell her family okay here we go we tell them her mom and dad separately i believe like we tell her mom first she told her mom first um and then we told her dad and the first thing her dad said was well what you gonna do and we were like uh what do you mean we're gonna have the baby i know you're gonna have the baby but you getting married now? And we were like, uh, well, I mean, we haven't really made that, you know, decision, you know, yet. Well, you do like almost everything together right now. <clears throat> you go to church together, you do this, you do this, you do this. I don't see why not. You know, at least, you know, give it a try. You know, try if it don't work out, you can say, okay, it didn't work out, but you tried, you know, yeah. da 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 da. So that right there for me, I was like, man. That's 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 a little bit of pressure now. Like now it's there's an expectation there as far as now you're you know, like I guess we kind of have to you know now. So then we go with the church we were going to. Um, there are a lot of things I like about the church and you know what I learned, and then there are other things about it that I'm like ah, I wish I didn't you know go through that. But that's you know a lot of churches because it's a, it's a a room, one a building, one day a week full of regular people. Yeah. No matter what they make you feel like, no matter what you feel when you go there, everybody's a regular person. So, but we were, we were, we eventually, I guess, not told the congregation, but the pastor and the and the pastor's wife found out, and immediately, pretty immediately, they were 
geared towards because me and Kamika both sung on the Praise and Worship mm-hmm. team. So they pretty immediately asked Kamika sit to down. sit down. Yeah. Not you though. Not okay. interesting. So they go, um, yeah. And we were you didn't like have anything to do with that. We was like, what? We're like, what do you mean? Well, you know, she's she's having a baby. So she's externally. Or at least until the baby starts showing. Sit down. So I said, I told, I, in, in there, I said, well, why don't I have to sit down? Like I w- was, was aware at that time, like, yo, this is one-sided. Why don't I have to sit down? Because it, I'm the father of the baby. Well, I mean, when you're up there, nobody can see that you're <laughs> having a baby. And I was like, well, like, no, like. That's consistent. If she's, if she, if you're asking her to sit down, which you're not explicitly doing, you're hinting, you know, because then they also said, listen, you know, do, do what you feel, you know, you want to do. And then later on, it was, there was another conversation where they told her to sit down. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, well, you asked us to think about it yep. and pray about it or do whatever and then make a decision. What they meant was. Uh, take time to agree with us and then get back. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what they meant. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so, so <laughs> anyway, I'm saying all that to say that there is, when you talk, when you talk about sex and when you do it in a way um, where there's, you know, a church involved, there's a lot of even pressure on the woman um, to be like, this is the pure one. Um, and this is the, you know, <laughs> this is, but it's like, yo, this is, you want to make sure and da, 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 da. And with a guy, you may do it. Um, but it's not in the same, to the same, you know, degree. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat to me, I, I think that you should talk about the important idea of one of the reasons that you shouldn't just be out here having sex is because you need to be thinking on a res- respect level. You know, think in terms. This person that you're that you're trying to have sex with, this is a person. Respect this person. This person has a body. Don't misuse this person. Don't misuse this person's body for men and for women. You know, you, you, there's a big push. Guys, you got to respect her as, you know, she is a woman and treat her delicately or whatever. But in the same token, you know, the message from as, as far as a, a woman looking at a man, she should be told, you know, the same, you know, things like, yo, these are people. Don't play with people. And when you have sex, there's a lot of other emotions and a lot of other things that you deal with on a practical level that don't just make it. It's not just a thing that you're doing. This is, you know, important. So that's just one of the things that, that, that I have never heard it, you know, in those you know, terms or in that way as far as just res- respect this as a person. Even if you're going to say the, whole, the thing that they say, hey, um, which I, to some degree I think is good when you say, hey, look at the other per- person in the sense that this is God's child. Of course. <clears throat> the Imago Dei. Say it again? The image of God. Right, right. Mm-hmm. This, is a chi- this is a child of God. So think about them in that way mm-hmm. um, so you don't get in the habit of misusing people, you know, and which, which means you're misusing God's, you know, children. So <laughs> I just only think about that in terms of, or I only remember hearing that in terms of, in terms of the woman. 
Yeah. This is this is God's daughter. Yeah. So make sure you da 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 da. But then guys like, oh, this is just he's well, he's a guy, whatever. But this is God's daughter, you know, type of thing. So there are a lot of different things. Um, but right. I I don't remember t- teaching teaching men about women. This podcast is specifically men talk women. So when I think about growing up in church, maybe on a I can't, I can't, no, my dad taught me all of those things, you know, like the simple things like opening doors or whatever. I tell the story all the time. One day I was, he came home and I was playing a video game while I was talking to a girl mm-hmm. and he just walked in my room to say hi, but he saw me on the phone. He saw the controller in my hand mm-hmm. and he was like, what are you, what you, are you on the phone? And I was like, yeah, with who? And I was like, with whoever, Alice or you know, whoever, Keisha, whatever. And he said, get off the game. I was like, like what? Like, no, this is an easy. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember picking something that was simple to play yeah. so I could focus on the conversation. But he was like, turn the game off. If you're talking to her, talk to her. Mm-hmm. Like, give your attention, all of it, to her. Don't split it. So those are the simple things that I remember growing up that I, was, that I got from my dad. I didn't necessarily get those things from the churches. You it's know, a good word, dude. I f- I'm the same. I can concentrate a lot better when I'm doing something else. But... Him giving you the information that she could perceive that to mean something else. Mm, yeah, that's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Do you, you, did you say you had sisters, or you just had? I have a sister. You have one sister. Um, how close? She's in six age? years younger. Six years younger. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, do you do you have you have kids? Mm-hmm. I have one. Steph has two, so we got three. Three. Okay. And and g- girls and boys. Or yeah, girls? we got. Uh, 10-year-old girl, 9-year-old boy, 14-year-old boy. Okay. So you want to talk about being the thick of them hormones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm glad you said that. There's nothing like trying to approaching your hot wife and saying, I think your son might be masturbating. <laughs> That's, that really kills the mood. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what, what are you... Tell me their ages again. We got uh, girl 10, boy 9... Boy, fourteen. Okay, ten, nine, ten, and fourteen. So, what are what types of things are you telling your boys? Oh, that's about a great girls. Question. Um, so, just given our history with our our exes, and particularly uh, her children's father. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it reflects a lot of Stephanie's attraction towards me and the difference between those examples of how they treat and deal with women as far as me and their dad goes um and so man knowing what i know from what i saw from my parents i'm really sensitive towards language uh towards women uh that sounds like a nice guy thing Mm -hmm. but like you hear it in their in the slightest wording of something. Okay, okay. And you're like, no. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's... Like, Your I don't, ears go, yeah, wait, I'm like, what? I don't know where you're picking that up. Yeah. Uh, but but that's not okay. And 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 it's reciprocated as far as, as men. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we our, our nine-year-old is, is beautiful and being influenced by all kinds of culture. And mm-hmm. boys are, boys are stupid. No, boys aren't yes. stupid. Yes. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, boys aren't stupid. Boys aren't dumb. Not every boy's like that. Like, having 
that same conversation with with her that I would have with with the boys about. Wow. Now that reminds. Okay, so uh, I don't know. Weeks ago, my son came in, and he, he or he was watching TV something, and my wife asked him to do something. Can you go get this or bring me that or something. And he said, um, she wasn't even paying attention, she didn't hear. He said, girls are lazy. Mm. And I said, what did you say? He said, girls, like, they're, they're lazy. I said, why'd you say that? And he said, because mommy asked me to get her, you know, something. And then at school, Mr. Blank, one of his teachers, um, said that girls are lazy because the girls, they wouldn't do something or they didn't do something or he, they needed him to do something. So, and he, he's saying this very jovially, like it's funny, like nah, girls are, are, are lazy. And I said, come here. I said, is mommy lazy? Mommy has a job. Like mommy works hard at her job. Is she lazy? And he was like, no. Do you think she would like it if she knew you were calling her lazy? No. Is Annie lazy? My sister. Is Annie lazy? No. Annie has a job too. Annie works hard at her job. She's good at it too. Do you think she would appreciate you calling her lazy? And I'm, I just I go through as many women in his life as I can think of. Is your is Mimi lazy? Which is um, my wife's mom, and then Riri is is my mom. Are they both? Both of these women have jobs. Do you want to call them right now and let them know how lazy they are? Super like every time you go over Mimi's house, is it clean? Yeah, she works hard at her job. Like she teaches third graders. Do you think she's all these things? So it it was the lesson about uh, women aren't lazy just because they ask you to do things for whatever reason. Do you ask people to do things for you or ask for help? Mm -hmm. Yes. Are you lazy? No. So why, you know, that type of thing. And then it was the lesson of, I know this person is a, he's a teacher in your life and in your eyes. He's an adult in your life and in your eyes. But just because he's an adult, don't take everything that adults say as just like truth and gold and whatever. Think about what they're saying, even though they are adults. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling mm -hmm. you to disrespect people, but think about the things that they're saying to see if you believe that it's true, you know, or yeah. not. Well, on some level, a teacher, even even beyond teachers, whoever is in our children's sphere of influence will be a real... In addition to whatever subject they're teaching, they mm -hmm. will be a relationship teacher and yeah. modeling what it means to, in like, you know, the the conversation that we've had with our, our oldest is like, he's a great science teacher, he's a horrible person. You know <laughs> okay. what I mean? Like, that's, is that the, it, look at the fruit of, of his relationships mm -hmm. in, in, in what you know. Is that what you're going for? Okay, then take the way that he treats people or mm -hmm. take his sweeping generalizations and sit in. Look where, look where it gets you. Yeah. Look the kind of relationship it gets you. Look the yeah. kind of life that that view yeah. will get you. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, that's a... Mm. I mean, and, you know, not to refer back to myself, but, like, when I say I'm sensitive to, like, that nuanced, like, yeah. yes, that does sound like a joke, but then you have a little boy coming home, and, like, that doesn't take long to set in yeah. if it's not spoken against. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially, we were talking about... Um, the, the culture. Um, Dis, the Disney Channel or Netflix, which seems like both right now, um, bothers me more than it doesn't bother me. Um, 
And I'm, I'm, a lot of the times I'm talking about, for whatever reason, the shows that are prominent on the Disney Channel or Netflix are very um, women-driven. Okay. Not that that's bad, but in terms of how you're portraying... Um, We're talking about like a lifetime, like every dude's a rapist kind of thing? <laughs> Not necessarily a rapist, but... So you got a show that's the primary... The star is a girl, cool. The star in the show has a lot of friends, so it's a lot of girls. So the show is just filled with just drama. Mm -hmm. Just... Oh my gosh, and what did he say? And I can't believe it. And also high emotions, mm -hmm. you know, all the time. Um, and then there's a boy somewhere in the mix who's typically not the smartest, you know. So then you have that dynamic where, ah, here, you know, he's a, that type of thing. Um, you mix that with um, commercials who, I mean, that show the same type of thing. There's a wife, and she is level-headed, clear, you know, thinking all the time. And then she has the husband, who just does pretty much whatever without any thought to anything. I mean, that's that's beyond shows. That's our that is our culture. Okay. The husband is the 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 dispensable, sacrificial cash cow. Mm. That I mean that it's modeled in the show as much as it's modeled in our our society. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. He's not, there's no hands-on with anything. He goes to work, he comes back from work, and that's about the, the depth of his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's interesting that you say that because generally speaking, me, my personality, and my, my temperament, the way I view things, and the way I treat people is... is Generally, I'm a minority way to live. Mm -hmm. The more I talk to people, the more I interact with people, it's like, yo, you are different, i.e. weird. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was gay. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Apparently, because Always. I, I can hold a conversation or <laughs> I don't want to talk about at the time, like in the late 90s or early 2000s, I don't want to talk about rims mm -hmm. or the chick that I was with last night. You know, I was at Lilith Fair, dude. Of course, I, of course, everybody <laughs> thought I was gay. <laughs> Just because I, I, I'm generally interested in people. Mm -hmm. um, talking is fun for me. Which just just that fact alone, or that thing, guys don't talk. Guys don't share feelings. Guys don't have feelings. Guys, or if they do, it's they either have happy, you know, or anger. And anger is displayed in a lot of different ways. I want to be really quiet, or I'm really frustrated, or whatever. So I'm angry. Either way, there's no like I'm not going to tell you directly. Right. And you just gonna have to figure it out, you know, or yada yada yada. So now let's let's take that to your your boys. Are your boys uh, naturally like that, or or that's something that you're trying to build within? Oh them? no. Um, uh... Well, a like we will, maybe we could do another one on on step parenting. <laughs> okay. But um, just just a for instance, um, yesterday we came home. Steph and I had groceries in our hands. Kind of bumped the door to get our fourteen year old to unlock it, mm -hmm. and 
you heard him unlock it and he goes, open it, like he yelled, open it. And, uh, you know, that's that's the kind of thing where like, I, I pick my battles. Mm -hmm. I try to be very, very wise in, in what I what I choose to engage with, but that's right. the situation I'm like, hey dude, nobody yells at anybody here. Yeah, and he's talking to you and your wife. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. And, and like, do I think that he meant anything in his heart by it? Mm -hmm. No, but do I think that that's how that develops as a character pattern and, a, mm -hmm. and, a, and something like that? Absolutely. And so in that way saying, it doesn't matter if, if it is a girl or boy, yeah. You just don't yell at people. Yeah, like that's that will never be okay in, yeah. any, in any scenario. And uh, um, and oh gosh, it's it's you know it's such a double edged sword because my my stance on it is is anytime we can speak in a generality like that, we're probably not very accurate mm -hmm. as far as uh, a perceived difference between the sexes. Um, and trying to instill in them that like <laughs> what's good for the other person is good for you mm -hmm. like the trying to knock away that how do I how do I get what I want mm -hmm. and and put in place the thought of if I genuinely serve somebody I love I will get what I need yeah I will get at the end of the day what my heart needs yeah and what you know what I need to be fed yeah and and you can go at that two ways you can go at it the demanding way and get what you need or you can go at it the serving way yeah and um i can tell you from experience it feels a whole lot better the serving way yeah yeah so how did you um how did you and your wife meet oh i um i needed a haircut really bad i was super super like didn't know at the time but just pretty darn depressed and i was running a gym and one of my clients said i looked like crap <laughs> Like, thank you. Um, she's like, can we just go to get your hair cut? My, my friend cuts hair. You don't even have to go to like a salon that's in her house. And um, I was like, okay, I'll do it. I got out of the house and I walk into this woman's house that I don't know. And I was like, I felt like I should keep myself. I was like, oh, she's super attractive. And then started cutting my hair. And within 10 minutes, we're talking about stuff that like, I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody about. Mm. And um, that was our first, first interaction. And I just remember leaving. Um, I don't know if you've ever had the, the feeling of being like heart sick. Okay. Like experiencing something you you love but is like not on your menu to love. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I can't believe that they're, I didn't know people like that existed. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Like, oh, yeah. she's married. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Or that was what I knew of her to, yeah. to be married at the time. And um, that was our, our first interaction. And I, and I just remember being like, it was that that dichotomy of, of feeling like hope, like, oh, there are people out there like that, and the, the despair of like, but she's definitely not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and, and there's no option of her, her being mine. And so yeah. uh, that was our first interaction. And then she ended up, that same client talked her into coming to the gym. And that was after her, the demise of her and mm. my relationship. And so came um, to the gym and it was, it was like trying, trying to slow something down mm -hmm. that like had already carved its path and knew mm -hmm. where to go and imagine like turning on turning on a river that the riverbed's already made yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Those, and you're like whoa 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 yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, like but yeah. it's so natural like yeah. what's happening here yeah yeah um and so that that's where we met if that answers yeah <laughs> no yeah 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 um okay so how do you 
or how did you because you had just gotten out of mm-hmm. a pretty bad relationship mm-hmm. you know so now you 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 know that's ended and it's over and now you meet this person um like what what did you because you spoke about earlier about coming into the first you know marriage mm-hmm. with you know a lot of baggage yeah. you know and and you said we know each other but we don't know each other like we don't know what the other person brought into this. Gotcha. So talk about that, you know, right. a little as far as, you know, how that, you know, kind of, you know, played out between the situation one and situation two. Um, that's, a, that's a great, that's a great question. Uh, it's something we talk about a lot. Um, I think that we have built the system backwards. Um, and, and you always hear the phrase like lead with your best foot. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would say my my yoke for you is to lead with your worst foot. Okay. Like, lead with your shit. Uh, and it was a weird set of circumstances and just being fed up with BS mm-hmm. that um, we met in having done healing in ourselves. Mm-hmm. But as far as situationally in our lives, like, it was a fire sale. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And so it wasn't like check out my job and check out my truck and check out my house and check out my I was like I sleep at my gym most of the time most of the time it's pretty tough paying rent Um, I'm in the middle of a divorce fighting for my kid and you know uh, I lost a job I've had for almost 15 years Um, and if you can love and accept me at that level, then I don't have to worry about putting my best foot forward Mm. because like, it's literally only getting better from here. Like this, this is me at my worst and to be able to come to the table. And there was never a moment that I looked at Stephanie and said, Oh man, this is, this is bad. I was like, I am so, so fortunate to have stumbled in at this moment in in time. And to have the emotional foundation and then decide what we want to add on from that foundation. Mm. And so not having to come to the table with just so much of the stuff that I think just deters and distracts and, mm. and um, man, frankly for us, like, isn't that important at the yeah. end of the day? And did you, because when, when you, you talk about uh, this is what I have going on versus what it see, what it seems like men are, are are taught to have before they get into a relationship, which again aren't aren't bad things. No, no. But when you focus on those things, like in order for me to get this, you know, or approach this woman or whatever, you know, I need, you know, it's not just about a, a place to live and a and a and a form of transportation. It's about having a big place to live, yeah. and then the shiny new you know form of transportation, or at least you know. newer than the guy that might be in competition with me. Yeah, and that's what creates the endless loop because you'll never be that. Mm. You'll mm. never be that. Mm. That is the that is for me is the formula for dissatisfaction. Yeah, yeah. So instead of trying to um, be the the best person for the person that you're with or the woman that you're with. You're trying to be better than the people around the woman, you know, that you're, you know, with. So you're, you're being, fielding competition at yeah. that point, and like, how does that garner intimacy? Yeah. How does that? How does that nourish anything that you're wanting to build something lasting on? Yeah. Like, do you want to? Do you want? What story do you want to tell your kids? Like, 
he had a badass chug and like that was hot? Or is it like he was helping someone and it spoke to my heart? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what's your story? Yeah, and, yeah. And, I mean, like, that's, and gosh, if that comes across as judgmental, like, that's just as far as what I value. Yeah, yeah. And what most likely anyone engaging in a relationship with yeah. me value. Yeah. Mm. This has been Men Talk Women. Support for this podcast comes from me, um, actually, because it's my podcast. But if you want to support the podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. Go to reallydopepodcast.com to donate or fill out the form if you want to sponsor an episode. Thank you very much and see you next time.